Several people have asked for an update. Today is October 12th, 2018. After several back and forth emails with the Forest Lake Police Department, I was contacted by phone by Officer Kent. He asked me about the night of prom, the participants involved in the police report, and for me to go over my story. I did. He was incredibly kind, compassionate, and understanding. Furthermore, he was proactive. He asked to update the case report to reflect what I was saying 15 years later. He asked if he wanted the police to contact me. I told him I already did. I told him it didn't matter if the police contacted him. The statute of limitations had run out. Officer Kent acknowledged that was true, but he went on to say that me coming forward and updating the police report served as insurance for any future woman that would come forward. And that's what I needed. I needed to know that I wasn't quiet. I wasn't complicit. It took a long time for me to come to own what had happened to me, that some of it was my fault by drinking and not being aware, but it wasn't my fault that I was attacked. I've been plagued by these feelings that I didn't hold him accountable, but I don't feel that way anymore. It may have taken 15 years, but I've held my attacker accountable. Is that enough? Will it change anything? Yes and no. That's sexual assault. There's no end. There's continued work on ourselves and on society. People have asked about my friends. I don't blame them. They were viewing the situation through the lens of high school kids that didn't want to get in trouble. I don't think we were aware that monsters walked amongst us, so we couldn't fathom when one showed himself. Additionally, and this is important in understanding why my friends didn't stick up for me or even really acknowledge what happened, I graduated early, so my last hurrah with my high school friends was prom. After prom, I wasn't back in school, being all my friends were. I was depressed, scared, ashamed, and just all kinds of messed up after the assault. I withdrew into myself. I didn't tell anyone. I kept his secret as my secret because I thought that's what I had to do. So I didn't tell my parents. I stopped talking to all my friends. I worked and I moved on. And then came graduation. I didn't want to walk in the ceremony. I had panic attacks about it. I told my parents. I hadn't told my parents about the attempted rape. I couldn't explain why I didn't want to attend my graduation ceremony. I couldn't get out of it. So five minutes before we were to line up, I got in line. I watched my attacker receive his diploma. I waited for mine and I left. I didn't go to any after parties. If I could go back, I'd shout from the rooftops what had happened. I'd have sought out therapy immediately. That's hindsight for you. I contacted my attacker and sought out the police reports right before Christine Blasey Ford and the Kavanaugh hearings occurred. I can't even fucking imagine the strength, bravery, and sacrifice Dr. Ford had to muster up for us as Americans, as women, and as survivors. She's inspirational. This process has been immensely helpful for me, but I hope by sharing my story, I can help someone else feel less alone. Thank you for listening. Please let us know if you'd like us to cover anything for our next episode. We have plenty of ideas, but we'd like to know what hole in your podcast feed we can fill. Some ideas that we've been kicking around include public executions, cannibalism, necrophilia, cults, female masturbation, sex work, arranged marriages, sky burials, human sacrifice, and so many more. Please tweet us any of your suggestions at smtaboo on Twitter. Thank you. This has been an update episode of Taboo, Schadenfreude, and Murder. Thank you for listening, and please rate us on iTunes.